Welcome to the Not Just a Pony Ride podcast, presented to you by Hedger University. If you've landed here, you're probably passionate about how horses help people. Whether you're an instructor, therapist, in the business, or have experienced equine assisted services yourself, we're glad you're here. Join us as we talk about the benefits, the science, to-dos, how-tos, and all of the reasons why what we do is so much more than just a pony ride. And now, from the Hetra campus in Gretna, Nebraska, here's your host, occupational therapist Katie King. Hey everyone, welcome to the last episode of season one of this podcast. Thank you so much for listening along. If you haven't heard all of them, go back and start from the beginning because season two kicks off here in a couple of weeks. But today I have an interesting episode. It's a hybrid episode, if you will. The first part we're going to hear Shelby Schultz talk about managing our herd, um, but more specifically managing our senior herd and some of their different medical needs that they might have. In our industry, we're often thinking about the bottom line, and sometimes when we think about senior horses that require a lot of maintenance, that can be scary for the financial side of things. So today, Shelby's going to talk about how we've managed our senior horses, how they have benefited our program, but also from a financial side, things that have helped us. Now, one of the things that have cut our costs significantly is really, really good supplementation. So just daily supplementation to our horses orally. That product is specifically is Glucoglide. Well, in the second half of this episode, you're going to hear from Kevin, who is um, the owner founder of Glucoglide, and he's going to tell us about those products, the science behind them, and why they work so well. Now, this episode is meant to be us sharing what works for us. You should always consult your veterinarian, your nutritionist, um, everybody on your team to decide what is best for you but these products have worked wonders for us and we can't keep it to ourselves because we want other programs and and centers and horses to benefit from them as well so if you have any questions i'm going to link that question box in the show notes below ask any questions that you have i'm also going to link where you can find the glucoglide products enjoy Welcome back to the podcast, Shelby. Thanks, Katie. So why don't we start with telling our audience a little bit about you, um, audience. If you haven't heard Shelby's first episode she did with us, gosh, what was that, like two or three or something? Yeah. In the early stages. Um, She tells you about her job, what she does, and how she keeps our horses, as she so eloquently puts it. Happy, healthy, sane, and sound. That's it. That's the tagline. So... Go back and listen to that episode if you haven't to learn more about Shelby and what she does. But she's here today to talk to us about something a little more specific. So, Shelby, who are you? What do you do for us? My name is Shelby Schultz. I am the Equine Operations Manager at Hetra. I have been in this position for, I think, seven years now um, and have been involved in the horse industry and various different aspects for my entire life. So my main job here at Hetra is to manage all things horses. So from intake to conditioning, to desensitizing, to integration and to programming, um, maintaining those horses so they're happy to do their jobs, all the way through discharge of those horses when they are potentially ready to retire. Very good. 
So the goal for today is to discuss something that I think a lot of programs think about and that's very important, which is maintaining our horses to keep them in our program feeling healthy and happy, um, but more specifically, our older horses. So what is the, what's the age range of our herd? Our herd at Hetra, um, we do have a little bit of a unique herd, um, and we have several horses that are on the younger end of the spectrum. We have horses anywhere from, oh shoot, I think our youngest horse is seven, um, all the way up to we have three horses in our herd who are uh, 27. 27. Yes. That's getting up there in horse years, yes, yeah? it sure is. Um, and those horses are exceptionally well physically and Mentally. Mentally, and they, they really still enjoy their jobs and are, from a physical standpoint are really very capable of still doing the jobs that they're doing. Um, and I think that comes back to maintaining them well for um, the three horses that we have in a herd that are that are that age. All of them have been with us for well over 10 years. Um, wow. Anywhere from 12 to 16 years now they've been with us. And um, so they, they did come in when they're quite a bit younger. Um, but I can tell you the maintenance that's gone into these horses over the last 12 to 16 years is why they're still working and still valuable to our program. What do we do to maintain our horses to keep them in their jobs and happy? Sure. So like Katie said at the at the front end of this episode, um, I like to say that I want my horses happy, healthy, sane and sound. And all four of those things come into keeping these horses around for a long time. So soundness is one that honestly, I think is the is the foundation of all three of those other things. Um, so our horses needing to be sound to do their job is really important. And sound to do their job as an equine assisted services horse is not necessarily the same as it would be as sound for a horse to go to a hundred mile competitive trail ride or sound to go to an eventing course, sound to ride second level dressage, sound to be in the reining horse pen. It's not the same. And I think that's a really important distinction that we have to accept in our industry is that these horses require some maintenance. Absolutely. But we can keep them at a level of soundness that they are going to be happy and successful doing this job. And comfortable. And comfortable. Um, and I think another thing that I think is really important is a lot of horses that have worked their whole lives are not going to be happy horses sitting in a pasture having no interaction um they they truly like people um and so i think that's something as an industry it behooves us to look at horses that are coming off of first or second or sometimes even third careers that moving them into this career might be a really good move um sometimes those horses do require maintenance though, because they've had first, second and third careers, but they've seen the world. They've seen a lot of things um, and they have a lot of really good characteristics to offer to our programs, but we're going to have to be willing to maintain them. Um, and, and I think that's, that's really important as an industry that we, that we do that and we offer that to those horses and it can get expensive. Yes. Um, so building some fundraising or some grant writing or something around our horse herds that we can put into maintenance is hugely important. Absolutely. I feel like it It really does come down a lot to, it's expensive to mm -hmm. maintain horses. I mean, how many people do you know that wishes they could have horses their whole life, but they it's, it's, it's a lot to maintain them from a vet standpoint, from a, you know, teeth, whatever it is. And so every horse is going to have something, but then mm -hmm. if you, you get into a horse that requires a little more than just that something, um, that's a lot to think about. 
what kinds of, you know, modalities. Yeah. Or things are we maintaining? Sure. Right. Like, is it, is it hawks? Is it sure. gloves? What is it? So, um, each horse is an individual and each horse we have to look at as an individual. Um, I am going to try to kind of make some global statements here yeah. about our herd as a whole, but also that I, might be common in other places that are common in other places. Okay. So I, I work with a lot of other centers and that's common. Um, I would say the number one thing that we see, I, I think that we see as a industry as a whole is back pain. Um, and that sometimes comes from unbalanced riders. I think a huge, huge thing in our industry right now that we're starting to gain traction behind, but we need to keep moving is saddle fit. Saddle fit is so big for maintaining horses back health. And I think Again, that comes down to finances. A lot of centers, we don't have the money to buy a custom saddle for each horse. Mm -hmm. um, and I can tell you from experience that a custom saddle that fits your horse today may not fit your horse in five years. So from a financial standpoint, that doesn't really make sense either. Um, what makes a lot more sense is to have somebody in your organization trained on saddle fitting your horses and having a variety of saddles to choose from and doing that on a regular basis. So we talked about unbalanced riders that's that's part of it if we have proper saddle fit we can kind of make allowances for Manage unbalanced riders a little bit, a little bit more yeah. um another thing is weight limits is maintaining weight limits on your horses and adjusting those weight limits throughout your horse's lifespan so the weight that they can carry when they come into your program at 12 and the weight that they can carry at 22 is probably not the same um there's been a lot of changing in their bodies over that period of time that we need to account for so those are all those are all three things that i think are the probably the biggest contributors to back soreness in our horses. Um, but something that is a little bit more severe that we see on a, you know, sometimes basis would be kissing spine. I do think kissing spine is a lot more prevalent in horses than we know. And I think there's a lot of horses that live with it and they do okay with it um, and don't ever have problems with it. What is kissing spine? <laughs> kissing spine is essentially arthritis of the facets of the backbone. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and there's, so that's normal with age. I mean, you get a little mm -hmm. arthritis and a little, yep. little pinching, little yep. pain. I think, I mean, if you think about degenerative disc or something mm -hmm. like that in humans, I would assume that supporting musculature mm -hmm. and a little bit of, you know, glucose means something we can do to help support those joints is probably Absolutely. the best thing we can do. Absolutely. And a lot of our horses are on joint supplements mm -hmm. to, allow them to be a little bit happier in their in their work but also when they need it we can do intramuscular injections in the back that help kind of relax those muscle we can do facet injections actually along the spine to help um, alleviate some of the the tension in the in those joints um, so there's a lot of things that we can do to help maintain that but mm -hmm. i i do think a good daily joint supplement is is a, it goes a long way and also a great conditioning program goes a long way mm -hmm. um, when we get horses that start to get sway back um, which is kind of another issue from kissing spine, but a lot of horses that are sway back do have some sort of kissing spine. Mm -hmm. That all comes from weak abdominal muscles in our horses. So if we can keep our horses strong and conditioned to do their jobs, we can keep those abdominals strong, then those backs are a lot healthier. Right. So backs, I think, are number one. Um, probably second and third are hawks and stifles, um, uh, hawk and stifle pain. Again, daily joint supplements go a long way. If you got a horse that needs a little bit more, maybe talk to a vet about some Equiox or kind of a daily anti-inflammatory. Um, otherwise, things like joint injections can go a long way too. Um, and that's something that, again, it, it's financially, it takes a little bit more on your organization. But 
the bang for your buck is going to go a long way for that horse and being healthy and staying happy in your program. Um, some other things that we see sometimes are like navicular syndrome in horses or horses that have a history of laminitis or founder. Those ones get to be a little bit more challenging to maintain, but again, it can be done. Um, there's a lot of things we can do from a medical standpoint with injecting those, the joints, the bursas. Um, we can do, if you've got good body workers in your area, you can do a lot of massage. You can do PEMF work. There's a lot of things that we can do. I will also say good hoof supplements go a long way, especially for horses with a history of laminitis or founder. Building that hoof back up it is really important for those hoofs and keeping the sole of that foot really strong uh, can be a big thing for that. I mean, so we've talked a lot about maintaining these horses and it, it sounds, I mean, to a, to a lay person or someone who doesn't have as much equine knowledge as you do, Shelby, it can sound like a lot, right? Like that's, that's a lot to maintain yeah. a herd, especially when we have, we know that the guys who have been there, done that and are a little older and in their second and third careers, there are trustees. I mean, mm -hmm. there are old reliables. They're the ones really good at their job. And so those are the ones we want, right? right. Um, but it sounds like a lot to keep them all maintained, but can you talk a little about the, I mean, the dip, what's the difference? I mean, the difference is taking in a young horse, right. That doesn't have any of these problems, but on the back end, we're going to be doing a lot more of the, of the, right. you know, desensitization and the training that they need. Right. Right. So, um, you know, kind of the joke and just kind of the horse industry as a whole is the cheap part is buying the horse, right? Um, <laughs> the upfront cost is the cheap part. Mm -hmm. Um, maintaining the horse is a whole nother thing. And I think that's something that, you know, we can joke about it and stuff, but it's true. So any horse you get is going to have some sort of maintenance. And, and I view that maintenance as different based on the horse. So we could go out and we could take a horse in on lease or donation or purchase horse, whatever, however your organization works at. That is, you know, they're 17. They are a former show horse, rodeo horse, parade, you know, whatever they've done. And we can know that, you know, we're probably going to have to inject hawks on this horse probably once a year. Um, they're going to need shoes on their front feet and maybe a daily joint supplement, right? So we can put numbers to all of that. And I, I, this is not an accurate number. I'm just throwing this off the wall. Say that's going to cost me $800 a year mm -hmm. to do all of those things. So, you know, I have my upfront cost or not cost, depending on how your organization does it, of getting the horse plus $800 a year. But I know the horse that I'm getting has seen the world. I know the horse that I'm getting has had 17 years of experience under their belt. I know this horse is not going to have a huge spook if they get, you know, hit with a beanbag or mm -hmm. they have a rider that maybe has a behavioral flare up because this horse has seen things. This horse has experienced life. They understand that that is not going to probably be the end of their world today. Mm -hmm. Or we can go out and we could get a horse that's younger, say five or six, and they need no maintenance, right? So they need the standards, vaccines, teeth, feet, feet trimmed, um, no maintenance outside of that. Say we're going to spend... Again, this is just a, a ballpark estimation, not a true number. Say we're going to spend $200 a year on basic basic cares for that horse. So we have a $600 a year difference. Sure. When I bring that five-year-old horse into my program, I can probably plan on needing at least double the amount of time to get that horse prepared to move into my programming. So not only do I have the $200 of care, I also have, whether it be staff time, volunteer time, whatever that time is in the in-between before that horse can start working in our program on top of all of their feed and the other cares that that horse needs in a time when they're not working. Mm -hmm. 
So I, that's kind of how I look at it is um, we're going to have to invest in that horse one way or the other. Um, so having a horse that is a little bit more reliable is high on my priority list. And that's not to say there's not five and six year old horses out there that are reliable. Right. Um, we've had we've had them here. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we've had them in our program and and they generally go on to do really good. And the exciting thing about that is that based on the kind of longevity of our herd as a whole, I can have pretty good confidence that that horse is going to be in our program for another 15 to 20 years. Right. Which is huge. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it's huge to be able to know that we have that kind of longevity in front of us and it might make sense to invest in that horse time-wise. But that horse may also decide in three years that this is not the job for them. You know what? It's kind of like, it's kind of like young people. So young people go out and, you know, we get our first job and, Oh my gosh, I love it so much. And then next year. I love serving steaks at this restaurant. And I don't want to serve steaks anymore. <laughs> right. I want to move on to something else. Mm-hmm. And horses do that. Mm-hmm. They absolutely do that. And so you may have made that investment and you may have spent, you know, say eight months getting that horse prepared for your program. And they work for six months and they decide that this is not the life for them. So now you've put eight months of care into a horse that is no longer going to be functional in your program. Mm-hmm. Or we can put that $800 per year investment into that little older horse. Know that horse has had several jobs. Know that horse is likely going to be quite appreciative of getting loved on by volunteers and participants, and um, they're going to enjoy their job. And they're probably not scared of a hard day's work. Mm-hmm. Um, they've lived 17 years of working jobs. Um, that horse is likely going to be a horse that is going to be worth your investment, both your time investment and your financial investment. Yeah. I just think there's so, I mean, right. We've, we talked about that. There's so many pros and cons to both. I guess the point here is just don't be afraid of a little maintenance. I mean, it's, I mean, financially it's going to reward you both ways, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, it's, it's going to cost a little more, but it is going to reward you in the long run. And um, I think, Part of what has saved us financially from having to do some of those, you know, more, I guess, invasive or higher level medical things for our horses is keeping them on good Mm -hmm. supplementation. Yep. Can you tell us a little bit about what we use and like kind of how and why? Sure. So I have tried over the years. A lot of different things. You've been in show horses and performance horses for a long time. I have tried a lot, a lot, a lot of different things. And um, we recently, probably in the last three or four years, have started using products that are made by a company called Glucoglide. And they do a a variety of different products. And I I just cannot say enough good things about these products. There's science behind them. The absorption rates are incredibly high on these products, which is not always true of other products, whether that be oral or injectable. Especially with equines because their metabolism and the way they digest things is is incredible. Yeah, it really is. And it's very different from a lot of other animals. animals yeah. Um, and so a lot of a lot of companies that make supplements have not have extrapolated from one animal to another, and that's not necessarily always true. Mm-hmm. Um Google Glide has done a really good job of doing studies on equine specific supplements and and what their absorption rates are and how this can help the how this can help horses so um i would say the biggest one that we use is the glc 5500 max um that's kind of a global joint supplement um one particular horse comes to mind but i know this is a global this is a global statement for Mm -hmm. our entire herd i cut my my joint injections on that horse in by a third 
I'm doing wow. a third of the amount of injections, injections on that horse on a yearly basis as I've ever had to do in the past. What I mean by that is, so say in the past, I was having to do hawk injections and stifle injections, and this particular horse had a, a facet injection along the back also. So mm -hmm. three different sets of joints that we were doing at least once a year. Um, on this particular horse, we were doing hawks sometimes twice a year. I would say probably on an average of like every eight months, we were mm -hmm. doing hawks on this horse. Once we started using the GLC 5500 Max, we've gone to doing hawk injections once, probably every 14 months. I've only had to do stifles on him one time since we started the Glucoglide product. Um, I have, and I haven't had to do the facet injections along the back since wow. we've started that product. Um, so I can tell you from experience that product has made huge differences for that horse. Um, and, and it's made huge differences for all of our horses in our herd. Mm -hmm. um, and I have brought in horses into our herd that have come from other places. They've come from a performance background. And I always ask owners to just be very upfront with me about what, what maintenance does this horse need? You're yeah. not going to scare me away. Right. I like this horse. I think this horse is safe. I just want to know what I need to do to maintain this horse at the level of happiness and soundness it's currently at. I'm not afraid of doing it. I just want to know what it is. Mm -hmm. And I've had horses that have come in, you know, they're getting yada, 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 yada. And I say, okay. And not that I'm not going to do any of that stuff, but first thing I do when that horse gets here is we start them on GLC. And then I kind of take that horse under, you know, monthly evaluation. Where are we at? Do we need to go ahead and we need to try some joint injections? Do we need to go ahead? We need to add an Equiox. Do we need to add something else? Do we need to have mm -hmm. a vet consult and see where else we're at? Mm -hmm. um, and I would say sometimes we do have to continue with some of those modalities along the way, but there's some, there's some horses that we've brought into our program that, you know, owners say we're doing X, Y, Z and yada, yada. We have a page long, you and, know, yeah, history. And, and, and we're not having to do any of that. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of that comes from number one, from having a good joint support mm -hmm. care of that horse. But number two, having a great conditioning program for that horse, yeah. um, keeping that horse really conditioned to do the job that we're going to ask them to do. And three, a lot of times this is a step down career for horses. So if this horse is an active reining horse or an active cutting horse or an active barrel horse or something like that, taking a step down to a career that's a little bit slower paced is going to change what those maintenance needs are also. Because they are serviceably sound. They are serviceably sound. For the job they're doing. The job that they're doing. Exactly right. Interesting. What other products do we use? So the joint supplement's the big one. Um, we also use the Glucoglide probiotic product. We use that one for several of our guys that maybe just need a little bit of extra GI support. We also use the hoof and bone for any of our guys that have had, you know, laminitis cases in the past, or I have one big draft horse that just to be honest, has not good feet. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't matter what kind, happens. Of, what kind of care we've done to her feet. She just has fragile shelly feet. Mm -hmm. um, and when she came in the first year we had her, I, I want to say we did eight abscesses that first year we had wow. her. Um, we started her on the products called Hoof and Bone from Google Glide. And um, she hasn't had an abscess in four years. Wow. And her feet are, are strong. We've actually got her. She, when we first got her, we couldn't. We had to keep shoes on all four feet. Um, she's a big girl. Anytime she would stomp, she'd crack her feet. Kept her on the hoof and bone. We've also done some topical hoof oil, you mm -hmm. know, hoof stuff. And we actually have her just in front shoes now, and she's she's sound. Her she's feet are thriving. strong. Yeah, she's doing great. So good. Um, the hoof and bone's a really good product. 
Um, I actually use their dog supplement on my on my dog. So do I. <laughs> um, so I, I can't ha- I can't say enough good things about about the products that they offer. Um, the MSM is another big one that I use. We use it on a lot of our guys that maybe are a little bit more prone to allergies, kind of weepy eyes, kind of you know just mm-hmm. kind of chronic runny nose. Or um, in the summertime, we've got a few that um, get skin allergies to either the fly bites or different kinds of fly mm. spray or things like that. Nebraska summers can get really hot and miserable and humid and disgusting and fly sheets are just not always a feasible option for those horses. The MSM helps a ton to keep their skin feeling as good as we can get it to feel. Okay. So, you know, in just a handful of products, we're helping our herd with a, with a ton of things and saving us a bunch of money. Absolutely. And- Time and effort and pain for our horses. Absolutely. The goal is to keep them feeling the best they can so that so that they can give their gift to our participants, which is why we're here. And without the horses, it's you know, without them as our partner, it doesn't make a lot of sense. No, it sure doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, thank you so much for sitting down with me today to talk about this show. Um, Anything else you want to impart upon our listeners before you go? No, thanks for listening. And Hope you learned something. (laughs) Very good. This episode of the Not Just a Pony Ride podcast is sponsored in part by Equiforce. Equiforce is a database that allows you to track every facet of your organization, from horse, donor, and volunteer management, to scheduling, grant tracking, incident reports, and tracking participant progress, too. This is not a one-size-fits-all setup. Instead, Equiforce personally works with you to learn how your facility functions and takes note of your specific terminology so that they can create a unique system to match the needs of your organization. And of course, Equiforce provides an ongoing training and support so that your database can grow with you. Visit them at www.equiforce.com. That's E-Q-U-I-F-O-R-C-E.com. This episode is also sponsored in part by Wooden Horse Corporation and the Equisizer. The Equisizer is a handcrafted, non-motorized mechanical horse used by Equine Assisted Service Programs worldwide. The Equisizer requires no electricity, tools, or maintenance and can be used indoors or out for evaluations, warm-ups, stretching, mounting, dismounting practice, and volunteer training, beer, and build confidence with students, clients, and volunteers. It can easily carry the weight of two adults, offering the unique option to ride tandemly. To learn more about the Equisizer, visit Equisizer.com. That's E-Q-U-I-C-I-Z-E-R.com. Gosh, I love picking Shelby's brain. Every time I sit down with her, I learn something new, and she is just a wealth of knowledge and experience. If you want to hear more from her, she's done other podcasts with us, but she's also done a number of webinars over at HetraUniversity.org. So go there if you want to hear more from the equine management side of things. But now I'm excited to introduce Kevin Roach. He is the owner founder of Glucoglide, and he's going to tell us about all the science behind those products that Shelby was just talking about. So those supplements that help our horses so much every day and help us save you know, time and money on some of those more invasive medical procedures. Kevin is going to introduce those products now. So stick around to hear about the science. I mean, some of these numbers blew my mind and some of the things I didn't even know about supplementation for myself, um, let alone our animals. So uh, stick around to hear that. And without further ado, here's Kevin. Hello, Kevin. Welcome. 
Hello, how are you? Wonderful. Well, we're excited to have you on the podcast today to tell us a little bit about um, your product and your history and how it helps us tremendously here at Hetra. Um, so Kevin, why don't you just introduce yourself and kind of explain a little bit about why you're here? All right. Um, my name is Kevin Roach. I live in Carmel, Indiana. But anyway, I'm the owner of Glucoglide, and we supply supplements for horses, people, animals. And I've been doing that uh, for the last 10 or 15 years. Now, I do own a boarding facility with about 20 horses in it. And we have dressage, hunter jumper, indoor arenas, and things of that nature. But a few years ago, we got into the standard bred race business, and we've done really well. My my best horse, 2OB1 Kenobi, was horse of the year 2018. So uh, we still run the facility. Along the way, we were able to take any any product, quite frankly, that we ran into that manufacturers were selling and actually try it on our horses and some of the boarders horses to see if what they were saying were true. So I've had a I've had the ability to see actual results in my barn and then track it and my wife tracks it and then we use those results and pass those things along to entities that uh, we feel could use them. So ran into Hetra uh, I guess a couple of years ago, introduced the products and they've been using them ever since. So that's kind of a little bit of my background. Yeah, absolutely. Okay? And I think it's so important because in a program like ours, where we work with children and adults who have disability and to get the true therapeutic value out of their session and out of um, their time with us, it's important to have good quality movement from our horses because that translates so directly to our riders. And so, so many of our horses are, are, are older because they are old, reliable. They've been there, they've seen it all. Um, and so it's important to keep them feeling as sound and as comfortable um, as we possibly can. Now there's lots of ways to do that. And there's lots of supplements out there but what makes your supplement, what makes, you know, what you guys offer, what makes it work so well? Because we see it here every day. Yeah. And, and using, using the senior horses too, the, the big factor that I've seen is desire to make sure everything is safe. And those senior horses, boy, they, uh, they're pretty cool as far as understanding that they have, uh, especially a child on their back, and they can just sense it. I mean, they're just good. And if they're not in tip-top shape or something's bothering them, then your students will feel that. The horse won't perform uh, well, and, you know, it's an all-around kind of thing. But from a history perspective, we started in 1999, and my partner and I, he's the research scientist, Sean. He's got horses too down in the Kentucky area. So what he did at 19 when he started this company and he patented a product, GLC, not using one glucosamine product, but using four. A lot of people did not know that. And in the reset research labs, by using more than one glucosamine, he rose the absorption rate from the previous supplements and all supplements since from 9% to 
And at that time, he raised it in 2009 to 26%. Now, in, in an oral supplement, giving it orally, the magnificent digestive systems in any subject breaks down anything you give them orally. And Sean found out by using four glucosamine that he could increase that absorption to 26%. Well, what did that mean? That mean it got into the bloodstream so the horse could actually use that supplementation to create more hyaluronic acid for the joints and the synovium sacs. Well, what does that mean? Well, that, that means the horse is very comfortable and doesn't go lame, doesn't have inflammations, doesn't have the pain having, you know, a thousand pounds on a very small area of the leg. In 2019, created an ingredient called Actistatin that he added to the four glucosamines in the chondroitin. And he put a patent on it because he found that by adding what he had done after three years of research, the actistatin allowed the ingredients to pass through the digestive system into the bloodstream at a 63% rate. Wow. Now, we are the only company that has that intensity, and we are the only company that has a patent on it. Uh, we've been offered all kinds of stuff from all different companies, but we kind of move our products into areas that 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 use it right, and it's not just a financial thing, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, but having done that uh, and having all the, the clinical trials behind this and being the only one in the country that does this and then seeing the incredible results, our horses, we didn't have to inject them with Adequan or Legend when they got sore. We didn't have to do anything but give it to them orally. Now, on a, on a personal level, I mean, you go to the hospital, you get an injection and goes right into your bloodstream simply because they want to feed your body and avoid the digestive system turning it into waste product. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, we found that in all areas, uh, whether it be a training horse, a therapy horse, a race horse, in all disciplines, it helps an incredible amount of horses, including on my barn. And then I'll, I'll kind of end on this segment. Uh, this For the last three years, I've used our probiotic. We had put the absorption uh, actistatin ingredient with the best probiotic with cluveromyces versus lactis bacillus versus saccharomyces that have been around forever. And found that with the absorption rate getting to the gut, our horses were less sick, more active. And in three years, we didn't have one case of colic, especially in the April time when the grass is really, really full of nutrients and horses love to overeat during that time. Mm -hmm. So we avoided the colic problem completely in my barn. So... um, so we've had great success because our claim to fame is the, our absorption rate at 63% that no other supplement on the market, bar none, can even come close to it. They're all at about 9%, as are human beings, by the way. Mm. 
so that's kind of a little history and back of of why I do this. And and then I'll end on when we produce these, these are in an FDA graded laboratory, and we are we're approved by the National Animal Supplement Council. 100%. We get inspected every year. And the ingredients we use are pharmaceutical grade. They're not low-grade ingredients where a lot of your uh, supplements overall go to because of cost. Mm-hmm. And that's important too, I think. Even when when I take human supplements, it's important that we look at companies and organizations that go the extra mile to to be you know, inspected and, uh, and approved and all of those things, especially when we're talking about animals, because you guys don't have to do that. Correct. I mean, that's something that you go the extra mile to do to prove, you know, your efficacy and, and, and cleanliness and, and high quality of what you guys are offering. Yeah. We, we, we honestly don't have to go that far. I mean, there's the regulations allow us mm-hmm. to be far less, <laughs> inclusive in our ingredients and you know that happens and and there, there are like like for instance if, if you go into a pet store and someone has glucosamine in there and you read the the instructions it says glucosamine one type and then it has 300 milligrams and they make all these claims about how great they are for canines equines people and then you, you know you get down to the science well, no glucose group of glucosamines are chondroitin in in any product unless they're fifteen hundred milligrams get to the bloodstream. They're totally ineffective for any one of our subjects. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine nine percent of three hundred as you know it's what uh, twenty twenty seven milligrams in, in the long run. And then you need 1,500 to get into your bloodstream. It's basically a treat. It's not an effective supplement. And that's where our company uh, examines that tooth and nail to make it works. And then my little lab at my boarding barn, it's kind of in Sean's home too. We, we actually apply it to our own and then see the results. So it gives us confidence that we are putting a product out there that is, that's going to be helpful. Right. The science, it speaks for itself. I mean, those are the facts, you know, the percentages and your absorption rate. And then the fact that you guys are using your own products in your own barns and seeing it work. I mean, that, that speaks volumes as well. I, I went through some of our, I mean, we get lots, lots of testimonies and I see some that I think people make up, but <laughs> <laughs> we we get a few of them. One that stuck out with me, and it was GLC helping therapy therapy horses so they can continue to help others. And if you allow me to to read this, I I, I think it's pertinent. And this this came from the Hearts Adaptive Riding Program. And so thank you for your continued support for our program using this wonderful supplement. The horse that is receiving GLC is named Duster. He came to Hearts Adaptive Riding with a pleasant disposition and easygoing attitude. Because of his size, disposition, and eagerness to continue to work, he has become a vital part of our daily lessons. His most important role to us is outstanding ability for wheelchair mount. Duster's cool head, body size, make him invaluable to our program. Prior to using your product, 
Duster's knees made him drag his front front hooves while walking. His knees would often shake with very little use. Since he has been on GLC Max, we have noticed a marked improvement and flexibility and strength. Our furrier commented on the change in flexibility when being shot. You go, it goes back. They have a senior, great disposition. Mm-hmm. And then, then he took what helped with his joints, and now he's living comfortable and, and, and doing the job that the folks want him to do. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of, and I have like, we have hundreds of them. I, I just, I happened to see that one. I said, oh, this is kind of pertinent. But again, everything proven by clinical trials, meta-analysis, evaluating the utilization effects of of everything we do and it's it's all available to you i can send you the the trials yes um so we've talked so much about all these products um how do you guys sell them where can you find them um hetra is a is a distributor so i can talk a little bit about that but where um, can people find them in other parts of the country Everybody can order from you. Perfect. <laughs> so we can support your organization. I would be thrilled if the nation got on your website and ordered from you, and then you folks put it together and, and reap the rewards of such a good product. Well, we're so thankful um, to have that distributorship because it's it plays a huge role in our organization, um, not only financially, but it's part of our life skills program, which if you're not familiar with that, it's a group of um, both adults and young adults with developmental disability, and it gives them a chance to learn some of those work-related skills and, and life skills of, you know, how do you take an order? How yep. do you pack an order and shipping and mailing and working exactly. with customers? And it's, it's a really, really cool opportunity um, for us here at Hetra too. So we appreciate that. Not only that, in, internally, I, I read eyes pretty good. I'm a good eye reader. <laughs> you just go in there and look at, look at the folks' eyes and you could tell that they were having a fantastic time, which builds esteem, self-confidence, et cetera, et cetera. So it's all, it's all good. Well, thank you so much for meeting with yeah, me, today, it's Kevin. Been it's been really fun. And um, I'm excited to share your product and your knowledge with the world. I think it it's worked wonders for us. And I know that it will in other people as well. So thank you so much. Perfect. If I, if I can be of any help, please let me know. Thank you. This podcast is presented by Hetra University, an educational arm of the Heartland Equine Therapeutic Riding Academy. Hetra University's mission is to provide high-quality educational offerings to our participants and the equine-assisted services community. Craving more content like this? We invite you to check out our series of webinars and much, much more over at hetrauniversity.org. If you'd like to help us work toward our mission, you can make a donation by clicking on the link in the show notes below or visit us at hetra.org. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Again, my biggest thanks to you all for helping Hetra change lives one stride at a time.